0: Here again with your favorite podcast host, Barbara Bray. And uh, today we've got a great conversation with Craig Shapiro.
1: Yes. And I am really excited to share our conversation. Craig, he, ah, I don't even know how to tell you. He's the positivity guy. He, (laughs) so we could, we could use this right now. We could use this. We have to. Every Sunday night, he hosts. Um, teach as po- teach pause. It's a Twitter chat, but mm-hmm. he always puts up a video every time before talking about positivity and why you have to stay positive during these times. And he's reached out to me and helped me through some struggles. He's just amazing.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. We, well, it, it, it's amazing how you've curated—maybe the wrong word—but you've you've connected with so many people who do so much to inspire to build and to continue reaching out with their communities. I'm so glad that you get to share these connections with everybody.
1: Well, I'm the one that's honored that they 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 want to talk to me. It's it makes me feel like I can do a little part if I can help. That's all I want to do because it's wonderful.
0: Well, folks, stay stay tuned for the conversation with the very humble Barbara Bray
1: and <laughs> and Craig Shapiro. everyone. You know, when you think about positivity, I just have to tell you, I just think Craig Shapiro. (laughs) Hi, Craig. Hi, Barbara. I mean, really, you are that beacon of hope for me, and I'm so glad you are here with me today.
0: Wow, you just kind of (laughs) made my day. Thank you, Barbara. That that really means a lot, and I think the world of you, by the way. Uh, I think you're awesome.
1: I know. And it's raining there and he just he just told me he came in from running in the rain. <laughs>
0: yeah, I need a little break and it felt great, so I'm glad I did it. And you know, it's nice to be here. Nice to spend some time with somebody who I really care about.
1: Oh, me too. Well, Craig, I'm gonna make you blush a little. I'm gonna start <laughs> just kind of boasting about you. Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Craig has been teaching for 30 years. He's a health and fitness instructor at William Tennant High School and then Centennial School District in Pennsylvania. That's right outside of Philadelphia, right?
0: Yep. Bucks County.
1: Oh, I know Bucks. You know, I was supposed to be there.
0: Yes, I do. Because we were going to, we were going to meet and chat and everything like that. I
1: can't believe it. Well, everything got canceled. So we just have to do it online. That's okay yep. right now. And- we'll make it work. Yeah. And so with that, with you running, you also coach cross country and wrestling and track.
0: Yes. I'm very busy during the year. It's uh, it's kind of a shame because right now we're, you know, right now I'd be coaching track, but yeah. we're all home. So we can't.
1: I hope that the kids get out, even if it's raining. I hope that they exercise. Maybe we'll talk about this a little bit when we sure. start talking a little more. The other thing that I love and the reason why I met you, because you're the host of is hashtag teach pause that's all about positivity. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. It's every Sunday. And like I'm going to say again, Craig is one of the most positive people I know. Every time something comes up, he always brings the positive side. We both started talking. I said, Oh, Craig, I got to get you on my show. Mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate that, Barbara. Thank you so much.
1: Well, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I always ask everyone to tell us a little bit about your background and you know, did you grow up in Pennsylvania? I mean, tell me a little bit about you.
0: I was in elementary school inside of Philadelphia. And then when I was in fifth grade, my parents moved to Abington, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. And I went there throughout my high school career, went to Abington High School and then graduated and went to Penn State. I got my bachelor's degree at Penn State and then went back and got my master's degree at Arcadia. Um, mm. You know, it's it, it, it's it was been a definitely an interesting ride. But like growing up, really, uh, I even said this to you before, I really was not a big fan of, of high school. Uh, I didn't really like it that much. I always joke around that I, I, I loved sports and I loved my friends and I liked hanging out with my girlfriend. But <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. That's about it. I really didn't really like school. You know, it just wasn't engaging to me. It was boring. Yeah. Same stuff every single day. Uh, and I always kind of find it amusing and ironic that something that I ended up really disliking, I ended up doing for a career, you know, which, which is crazy. Like, you know, it, it, you would never think that. You say, wow, I can't believe this guy's a teacher. He, he hated high school. But I actually think it, it actually helped me uh, because I knew when I became a teacher exactly what I didn't want to do from my experience in high school. And that, that's sad. It's sad to say that, but I think it's, I think it's benefited me a lot.
1: I was going to go back to even when you were a child talk about sports, but I want to just go here right now first. But was there any teacher that stood out to you that actually engaged you? or
0: In high school, high school, one in elementary and one in high school and then one in college. So when I moved to Abington, I was in fifth grade and I didn't know anybody. And I was new to my elementary school. And I've written about this. I mean, nobody's seen it yet, but hopefully they will. So we were playing kickball in the yard when the cement and I had kicked the ball and I was running around second base and I didn't want to get out. So I ended up sliding into third base on the ground and I thought I was safe. And my teacher who was named Mr. Betts called me out and I was like, oh my God, I was so upset. And I'll never forget him saying to me, he's like, Craig, I'm so proud of you for taking that risk. Don't ever be afraid to do that. And it always stuck with me. This is going back a, a lot of years. Yeah. And then my high school teacher was named Mr. Black. He was my Spanish teacher. And he was actually neighbors of my relatives. And he was just funny. And just every time he'd walk into him, we'd tell some silly joke you would always be joking around. Uh, and he was just engaging. He was, he was different than most of the other teachers who were all about, like, take out your notebook, take out your pencil, start copying notes. And it, it was just, he, those two teachers really had a positive impact on me until I got to college.
1: And then you had a, a teacher in college, you said.
0: Yeah, we had a teacher who is probably the person who has had the largest impact on my teaching career. And her name was Mrs. Gold. Um, I, I don't know if she'll ever read about it or ever hear it. Um, I met her at Penn State. Uh, my friend and I were taking calculus together. We, like I wasn't doing that well, you know, and part of it that was just my laziness. I was just lazy and it really didn't care. We had this one moment where my friend and I were sitting in the back of the room and we, <laughs> we had a laughing fit. Like one of us had told a joke and we started to laugh and we couldn't stop laughing And it was the kind of laughter where you put your head down to stop. And then somebody would go like, and you start laughing again. And we could stop laughing. So finally, Mrs. Gold says, she's like, Craig, are you okay? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm sorry. And she's like, Craig, it's okay. It's great that you're laughing. If you need to go outside and take a break, take a break. And I was like, who does that? Like what teacher, like most teachers would be angry that you're not listening or upset. And she was just so compassionate. Uh, she was the kind of teacher and hopefully anybody who hears this will kind of get this message. Cause it's, it's something that I think about a lot through, through most of my teaching career. And it, it, it was, this is being in her class made me not want to disappoint her. Like, I oh. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, didn't want to disappoint her because she cared so much. Um, and she was just that kind of person. She's a great teacher.
1: It, that is so great. I mean, I'm writing down the, the three teachers and the way, it was really that one wanted you to take a risk and then the compassion and caring.
0: Yep. I mean, that's teaching 101 though. I mean, that's like,
1: yeah.
0: that's teaching. Like, you know, when most kids or people talk about teachers, like if I said to you, hey, Barbara, tell me about a teacher that it was impactful to you. I highly doubt that you would say, hey Craig, um, you know what? I was in this class and the teacher was teaching about this objective on the board. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Like, that's Boring. not it. Boy, yeah. That's not it. And we and we know it's not it. You know, why it's do not, we
1: keep doing it, Craig? We, I we, mean,
0: do, you know, we do it because we're comfortable. Uh, like, yeah. like it, it's it's like it, there's something comforting about saying, okay, so everybody, we're gonna have this standard and we're gonna have this objective when really it's not comforting to the kids who's really our audience, you know, those are the people we're trying to reach. We should tailor our instruction to them, not have them tailor their learning to us.
1: You know, I have all these questions for you, but I think because of the, we're in the middle of this uh, crisis with the coronavirus and everything, teachers are reaching out and they're wondering how to teach content. Yeah. And I, I'm just thinking. They got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. Yes, Don't, they do. Is I, am I right? I mean, it's like.
0: yeah. I mean, I I think again, and and I I don't want to get like, I'll say to you, I don't want to get wrapped up in in this because I know we have stuff to talk about. And if if I start going, just tell me to stop Mm -hmm. again. I think that the people are overthinking this and not everybody, of course, not everybody. Some people, Mm -hmm. we are in a different time right now with what's going on. I don't believe the thing we should be worrying about is what assessment to give, what objective to reach, what standard we're going to be teaching. I think we, we should be worried about connecting with parents and their kids so we can give them the best possible experience in their lives, not whether or not they're getting an A, a B, a C on something. It, you know, it, 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 There's no reason for that. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. We should connect with kids and, t- and teach them to take chances. Connect with your friends. Connect with your teachers. Reach out and learn something new. Try to make this about a discovery, not something that you would have during the school day. Because you're not going to be able to replicate a school day. You're just not. And let's not pretend that we are trying to. Let's not make this more complicated than what it is. Mm -hmm. Reach kids where they are. Reach their parents where they are. And try to build a community of learners together.
1: I couldn't have said it any better because I've been <laughs> trying to say that online, especially on Twitter. And I'm listening to people just knowing that the three teachers that you remember are ones that cared about you, that told you to take risks. And that's the same with me, that I just think about the teachers that listened to me and understood that I was having problems with certain things. And that's what not what mattered. It mattered that I cared and I wanted to do something I was motivated. Of course, kids aren't motivated to do worksheets, right?
0: Yeah, but you're Barb. I I can tell you, and I want to keep this positive. First of all, I'm going to keep it positive. I'm going uh-huh. to keep it positive. <laughs> you know, no matter what, my focus as a teacher and as a person is not on what somebody is doing wrong; it's uh-huh. what they're doing right. Like, I can't go up to you and say, "Hey." Barbara, this is the wrong thing to do. I can guide you and give you suggestions and feedback that's maybe going to help you think of it from another perspective. But ultimately, th- these are choices people make every day as mm-hmm. educators, you know. And we always have to think just little things when so- when a student is in your class and you give them something to do, whatever it is, are they happy to do it? If, or or are they just compliant? Like I am blessed where I teach the vast majority of kids are going to do what I ask them to do just because they are, but that's not what I want. I don't want them to do something because I'm asking to do it. I want them to do it because they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Not because it's not because of me, but because it's going to make them a better person. If that is a worksheet, that's fine. If that's what it is, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. But whatever it is, whatever we choose to do to make it better for kids, it's got to be better for kids. It shouldn't be something that's convenient for us. So if I'm giving this kid a PowerPoint or a worksheet or a video or an article, and that's not making them better or want to be there, I should probably be re- reevaluate.
1: I'm writing down your quotes. <laughs>
0: oh, my God, I have so many. Barbara, I have so many quotes. I on. know,
1: but that was just better for kids, not just better for us. I mean, the problem is this is a scary time for teachers, too, and for the families. And, and um, you know, all of us, I mean, you went through school and you weren't happy. I went through school. I, I, I didn't do well. I mean, you know, I was compliant because that was the best way to get through school. That's right. And I didn't want kids to have to go through that. That's why I became a teacher. And I think that's why you became a teacher is you have that positive, you know, you you're said, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go positive, And I love it. Now, I don't think you were always going to go into health and fitness. Is that right? No. Oh, my God.
0: This is the best story.
1: <laughs> okay. Tell me. Tell me.
0: So when I went to Penn State, my father had wanted me to go into business like in the field of business. And, you know, I I was like, I didn't, I didn't know any better. I was like 18. So I decided to go into business. So I was the end of my freshman year at Penn State. And I will never forget this. It's another one of these like karma moments. I was taking economics and we were in this large lecture hall at Penn State. There was like 300 people And I was sitting kind of like in the middle to the top area with one of my friends. And the teacher was not there that day. It was like a TA, like a teacher assistant. And I couldn't understand him.
1: (laughs) I I I had one like that. (laughs) I
0: couldn't understand him. And all I remember him saying was something about supply and demand. That's it. And I turned to my friend and I said, there is no way. I am doing this the rest of my life. (laughs) And my friend, my friend turns to me and he says, your dad is going to bleeping kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just looked at him and I said, I'll take that chance. I came home and I told my parents, I said to my dad, I'm like, look, I, I know you're going to be upset, but I want to be a gym teacher. And he was like, what? What are you going to do with that? I'm like, I'm going to teach kids about exercise. And that's what I've done for most of my career.
1: Oh, that is so great. It's really hard. I know parents mean well. They think that, oh, yeah. where are you going to get a good job? You're not going to make enough money and all those things. But <laughs> if you're not happy and it's not your direction. That's so
0: hard though, Barbara, because I think, honestly, that's just the easy way for people to be mm-hmm. like, and I think people want their own kids. Look, I have two kids. My daughter is a freshman in college and my son is a junior in high school and I want them to make a good living. I want them to get a good job, but above all other things, I, I want them to be happy. Hmm. Like I, like I know if my kids were sitting here when they were listening They'd probably have some snarky response, you know, some kind of comment, but they know if my kids came here, they, and you said to them, Hey, Alana, Cole, does your dad ever have a bad day at work? They would, they would say no. Because
1: you're doing something you love.
0: Right. That's it. And I'm I'm doing, I'm doing something I love. And I also think I'm doing something that's making a difference for people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just about me loving it. Yes, that's great that I love it, but if if that's not helping anybody else, then yes, it's great for me, but it stinks for everybody else. Not just as educators, as people. Mm -hmm. We have choices. We can either make the world a better place, we can leave it alone and do nothing, or we can make it worse. In my world, at least how I think, we should make it better. And if we're not going to make it better, just don't make it worse. again and i think these are choices it's not Mm -hmm. always easy and it doesn't mean perfect it doesn't mean perfect
1: you know it's interesting though a lot of kids that are just starting high school or college they may not understand how they can impact others their world is a little different i think having good conversations with them and even your own ch- children. What is your daughter? Is she a, have a major right now? In-
0: so this is funny. She had some amazing history teachers in high school. I mm-hmm. know them. She, w- she went to my, where I teach. She's at the same school. Oh. And, the hi- and the history teachers she had were phenomenal. And she went to school. She's a freshman. She went into education to be a history teacher. And then at the end of her first semester, she realized that that's not really what she wanted to do. She wanted to do something else. And you know, we've talked about it. And for me personally, like I'm, I'm not upset at all that she changed majors. I think whatever's going to make you happy is what you should do. You know, it's not about making other people happy if you're not happy yourself. Um, so we'll see
1: what happens. Does she know what she wants yet?
0: Yeah, I think she wants to do something with like like media and or and design.
1: Oh, is she at a school that has a good program yes. like that?
0: Yeah, she's at James Madison in Virginia.
1: Oh, I know that school. It's good. Yeah, it's beautiful. That is so cool. Well, you sound like you have a fun family. I even know you have several dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, three dogs.
1: <laughs> three dogs. Oh, oh my, my god, they're,
0: they're crazy. <laughs>
1: well, and and you know what's really fun? I didn't know that your email was Boomer Izzy. That's right. And then so, you have a dog named Boomer. So tell me, what what does it mean?
0: What does it Well, so I, I have three dogs. I have a dog named Bella. I have a dog named Boomer. And I have a dog named Zoe. <laughs> so Izzy was a dog that we used to have. He was a big, he was a golden retriever. Aww. Boomer is one of my golden retrievers now. So when I came up with my email address, Izzy was still alive.
1: Oh, so we I had,
0: see. So we had Boomer and Izzy. So I was like, Boomer, Izzy.
1: Okay, I had Goldens.
0: Yes, had I them. love them. No, I, have I, d- I don't
1: have them now, but I I love You're great. them. And You're so, great. yeah. Oh, that's fun. You have a lovely family. It, it sounds you, really, really wonderful.
0: Thank you. I am blessed.
1: Okay, we're changing the way we teach, which even in your life now, now that you teach health and fitness. How do you, how are you doing this with your students? Are you giving them ideas or? Okay.
0: So I I guess, again, I'll say this, the people that hear this, you know, maybe they'll have a different thinking than I think personally. And that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, my view of teaching, whatever the time is in, is it's all about kids it's all about what is going to impact them and help them to enjoy the learning experience that hap- It is happening for them. So, for me personally, I try to tailor my teaching around what I believe kids want. Now, it doesn't mean that they, that they're sleeping in class. You know, <laughs> it doesn't mean that. It means that instead of me saying, okay, today we're just going to focus on this assignment and the next class we're going to focus on this assignment and the next class we're going to focus on this assignment, which are all things that I've picked, I try my best to give the kids options, like choices Mm -hmm. that are going to help them still learn the material, but learn it maybe in different ways. Hmm. So maybe somebody wants to make a video or wants to make a flip grid or somebody wants to write a paper, or somebody wants to make a poster, or somebody wants to do um, a, a, you know, a PowerPoint. I try to give kids as many options as I can to make it accessible to them so they enjoy it. And also, uh, I have a quote, and here's another one of them. And the quote that I say to kids is, this is your class, make your class special.
1: Oh, that's cool because that means they, they have a voice and a choice in it. They have
0: to. Yeah. And, and this would go to any teacher that, you know, hears this. Yeah. When you're in there. your, when you're in your class and there are 25, 30, whatever kids you have, I would say to them, remember, there's one of you and there's a lot of them. Are you the person who should be making a decision for all of them when there's only one of you? that, that, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Like, and I'm not saying that they should make all the decisions because they are children or teens, but shouldn't they have a voice in what's going on in their class? Like a lot of times I'll say to the students in my class, what do you think of this? And most kids, because they have been trained, say nothing. Mm -hmm. They say whatever you want, (laughs) Shapp. And I'll be like, no, 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 not whatever I want. No, it's not whatever I want. If it was whatever I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for your opinion. I'm asking you, what do you think? Now, if you don't say anything to me, you are forcing my hand. You're forcing me to do it the way that I think is best when maybe it's not. Maybe a combination of our best is what's going to make it better, but I don't know unless you say something. So I guess getting to the point is simple. I think teaching especially as kids get a little bit older, where they're more mature, where their brains are more developed, there has to be this idea of giving kids options and getting them to be partners in learning.
1: The thing is, some teachers... It's not even the teacher's fault. Let me just tell you, kids learn that they need to be compliant early on. They do. And and so a lot of times just trying to get kids to understand that here you are trying to get let them have their own choice and have a voice in it is foreign to them because maybe not the other teachers in their school are like you. Um, still, it's a tough thing because when they finally get it. It's like they come it's like this aha moment for them that they have a choice. So I'm wondering now that they're home (laughs) and it's a whole different environment for them where they almost have to have some of their own choices and a voice in it. So I'm trying to get teachers to talk to the families so they can have a voice in it also. And this
0: is going to be challenging. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just like I said, I just went for a run with a, an, uh, an administrator in another district and he and I are always bouncing ideas off of each other. And we both realize that this is going to be challenging for every district. No mm-hmm. district that I'm aware of. And of course, maybe there are some I don't know, but no district that I'm aware of has has planned for this. Like th- this. This no. is something this is uh-uh. something This mm-hmm. something new. So. Yeah. We have to embrace this and realize that there's going to be mishaps. There's just going to be. And instead of getting all freaked out and crazy about them, embrace them, Mm -hmm. learn from them, make change. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to fall on kids and parents and all of us really to realize this is something new. You know, I have no problem saying to anybody, and I'll say it to you, that I'm going to do my best to try to make parents and kids comfortable. Is it going to be perfect? No,
1: Mm-mm.
0: it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. As long as they're okay with it. Because this is a learning experience. We have to embrace it and be willing to realize the mistakes are going to happen and not beat ourselves up over that. Because mm-hmm. it's going to, no matter what. I mean, it's hard enough to teach in a classroom where you've been for you, for parts of your life, now you're going into an environment where you've never been and you're mm-hmm. given a couple days to get ready to go and to open up this learning for everybody. Uh-uh, it's going to take time.
1: Just with my friends, trying to get them online is new for a lot of people. They're sure. not used to it. And so I, I'm, I'm just thinking we're going to have to, all of us try to figure out some ways to be have- there for each other. And also to say, and, you know, it's like we're, we're, we're supposed to be the experts, the sage on the stage and be this perfect person, which I have to tell you, it's just not fair. Yeah. Teachers don't have to be perfect. In fact, the kids want to know that if you make a mistake, you'll share that, oh, I made a mistake and I can learn from it.
0: We have to be human beings. Mm-hmm. And you said it like in a, in a great way. First of all, we're not perfect. We're human beings, just like anybody else. Kids will respect us and trust us if they know we make mistakes and can own them. That's like if I right. if I'm in class and I make a mistake, I say to kids I'm sorry all the time. All the time. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have so much pride that I'm not willing to say I'm sorry. What does that say about you as a person if you can't say to your classroom you're sorry?
1: I mean, this is a, a hard time and really difficult, but I think it's going to be, there's going to be some silver linings out of it. Positivity person here, <laughs> 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 bringing that in. I'm thinking that I I know me, I'm closer with my family now. I connect with friends that I haven't talked to in a long time. I'm looking at different ways and even things I want to write and talk about. Even talking to you, I was going to do something different but I, I'm so glad that we're going in this direction so it's more of something real. This is what people want to know. You
0: don't want to be fake.
1: Um, no. And, no. and there,
0: is, there is no doubt there is a, a silver lining to this. I mean, hopefully you and I can present this to others and they see it. And, and the silver lining is, first of all, we're connecting with people that we would have never connected with. Mm-hmm. and We're connecting at a much higher level. Like, I know I'm spending time with my family, which is, you know, truth be told, I'm a workaholic. Workaholic. You know, oh, that, my- that was my daughter <laughs> chiming in. That was my, you know, I'm, I'm a workaholic. That's what I, I, yeah. I kind of, am always, I'm always working. Yeah, me
1: too. And
0: this has kind of forced me to kind of step back um, to, you know, take stock of things. And I also believe when this when the coronavirus ends, which of course it's going to, it's not going to last forever. People are going to hopefully learn something from this. Like they're going to learn the value of teachers. Yes, yeah. like, like that's, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Like anybody who ever thought that you didn't need a, a teacher in front of a classroom is realizing very quickly that that is 100% wrong. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Nothing is ever, ever, going to take the place of somebody standing in front of kids
1: or with kids. That's right. Not even, like I mean the thing the thing that's so tough for a lot of uh families is that some of the, some people now have to work from home and they're in a position they they're kind of scared because they don't know how to do this themselves but also they're told and we need your help teaching the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going Oh, my goodness! I really never knew what the teachers were doing before, and so it is opening doors, it's changing ideas, and uh, we just want everyone to be healthy and that's and be careful and uh, take care. Can I ask you about what made you start that your Twitter chat teach pause?
0: Sure. so I guess um, it was November of I think two thousand eighteen. And I had never been on Twitter. I mean, I had joined. Really? No,
1: I had never been on it. How did you did you join other t- Twitter chats? Is that what you saw before? So, so
0: what happened is we had gotten a new librarian at our school, very passionate, driven, hardworking, and I would always talk to her. We became friends, and I was mm. like, I want to try to try some new things. She goes, Well, what about a Twitter chat? But did so she want to do it with the kids? Mm. So. I'm like, I've never used Twitter. And she's like, well, why don't we try it? And we tried it with some of the kids and, and it works for some and not for others, but I love the immediate feedback. Like mm-hmm. I'd send out a tweet and boom, there'd be feedback. So I was like, you know what, let me, um, let me get online. And I just started to, God, I got, I don't even remember what happened. I, I just started looking at chats and I would Start doing some, like watch some, like get involved with some. And, you know, I love education. Like, I mean, I, I love, I love education. I think it's such a noble profession where I was like, you know what, let me try to find the right day where there's not 75 other chats going on at the same time, because then you nobody will get on because they'll already be busy with another chat. Um, and I had hopped on another chat at, chat at seven o'clock. Um, two teachers from Montreal were running it and we became friends and I would always get involved in their chat. And then they were like, why don't you do a chat after ours? Oh, that's cool. And, and I was just like, okay, so what's the name? And I was like, okay, you know, what can I call it? Well, you know, I started looking at all these hashtags and like, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I got it. Okay. We always talk about positivity. So how about teach pause? And, uh, it's crazy, Barb. Like <laughs> when I started it, when I started it, I, I really like, I remember the first time I ran a chat. I had no idea what I was doing. And I, I wouldn't say it flopped, but it didn't go great. Like, you know, cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying it. And now I look at it and I'm like, wow, like I've connected with, all of these people that are so passionate and, and the great thing is the name of the chat, the teach pause. It generally gets people that are positive about teaching. (laughs) So like, I'm not generally like we had it, we had it um, last night on Sunday night. Uh You were there. Uh Great conversation. Amazing. All these people sharing ideas. Um,
1: from all I, over, by the way, all
0: over, and, they were all over and, the world. It was wonderful. And, and I mean, your chat, your rethink learning, yeah, we get I, a lot. I love your chat, oh, and again, thank you. and again, it's always positive. Yeah, like, like this is something I, I would say. Like, I leave for people is whatever you're doing, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or just teaching itself. You know, before you say or do something. Think about whether or not it's having a positive impact on people.
1: Yeah,
0: And like, just take a step back. Like you're typing your, your, you know, your Twitter post or your Facebook post, or you're about to send an email or say something to your kids. Just take a second mm. and think to yourself, is what I'm about to do or say or type going to make this person smile? Oh. If the, if the answer is no, don't do it. <laughs> right right it's not really that hard it's pretty simple
1: oh i love that you know i want to go on and on forever with you but i have to pull it to a close but that yep. was a great way to do it yes it was teach pause is on sunday night 7 p.m eastern time Seven thirty. Seven thirty. <gasps> yes. i almost said the wrong thing you're right it's seven thirty. oh my gosh i would have been sending everyone to the wrong place it's okay yeah, <laughs> no worries, no worries, we got no worries. No worries. No worries. And, and 4.30 my time, I'm in, in the Pacific time. Yeah. So, but I just think it's amazing what you do.
0: Right back at you.
1: I hope you keep writing. You're going to be doing some writing too.
0: I am, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm hoping to get my book out in another year, year and a half, hopefully. We'll see how that works. Take it one step at a time. I have your book right here. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> and, I, and I love it. Um, I want to, I want to, oh, can I open up a page? Open up a page? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to open a page. I just had it folded over. This is my favorite page in the book. Um, and for everybody listening. So Barbara uh, wrote a fabulous book. It's called Define Your Why. Don't be humble either, Barbara. <laughs> um, so she has a, she has a, a page. And I remember she's actually Barbara's actually posted this on Twitter online. It's called my personal bill of rights. And Barbara talks about like, I have the right to. And I think it's just, um, God, it's, this is uh, so many great things, uh, define my why and help others define theirs. be curious and ask loads of questions, learn how to become a better writer. And I, I, I love this one dream big and find my own path. I love that. That's something you, you said on page 191.
1: Ah, uh, I got that idea from Barbara Gruner.
0: And Barbara's you know Barbara. awesome, too. Yes, She's I do. She's awesome.
1: So, see, the thing that I find is that, and thank you for doing that, but you touch my you know heart here.
0: It's true. It's all true.
1: Well, the thing that I found is that without Twitter and to- I wouldn't have known you without Twitter.
0: That's right.
1: That's how I met you. Yep. And for me, I'm, I, I, in fact, you said that you might even want me to read some pieces of your book and, and write something, I, I, you know, like a review or whatever. Yep, yep. Of course, I would do that of in course. a moment. Uh, course, just a minute. Would. This would be great. Now, keep writing, keep sharing, and keep being positive. You are just a treasure for us. So thank you so much.
0: And, you know, Barbara, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for, for really giving me the opportunity to be, to be part of this. It really does mean a lot to me, the fact that you, you asked me to do it. I think you're amazing. I love all the stuff that you do. I looked at your website, which is incredible. You have so much great information. Um, I encourage people to definitely check it out because you have a lot. You have so much to offer. Like I know that you were on the modest and humble side, which I admire. Uh, But you should you should make sure people know what you have to offer because it's a lot.
1: Oh well, it's hard to keep up with everyone else. <laughs> Thank you so much, and Craig. Um, I hope that people keep coming in to teach pause because and follow what you're doing because uh, you got to get that word out. You're you're doing a, you're making a difference. So now that we've completely. You know, boasted about each other. Right.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> we gotta go back. You gotta go back in the rainy day and I gotta go back, but I know. Stay healthy and keep in touch with me. And thank oh. you so much for yeah. everything.
0: Oh Barb, thank you. You're 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 the best.
1: This is Barbara Bray. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning podcast and my conversation with Craig Shapiro. Make sure you check out the blog post that goes with the podcast about Craig. And it's on my Rethinking Learning website where we include resources and so much about staying positive, especially now. But there's also a lot about his story. You can subscribe to my website at net to receive announcements, updates. And, you know, I added a lot of guiding questions and other resources about my book to find your why there also. I hope you subscribe to my podcast because we will be sharing ideas and stories while we're all staying home during this crisis. Now we need each other more than ever. All of our stories matter. Keep sharing your story and please stay healthy, positive and safe.